When you do these exhibition fights, you really have to beat the shit out of these guys. And I'm just, as a fan, I think Mike is great. Sometimes these guys get away with talking too much. And I don't mind Jake Paul. These guys are all fine. They're all cool guys, fine. But when you get in the ring, you got to let them know who's boss. So don't play with them. This is just me and you talking. We're buddies. Nobody's hearing that. No one's hearing this. But I'm saying, because you're so strong and so good, that's what everyone loves to see. Because you are tough as fuck. I agree, I agree. And sometimes you might want to just go, I'll win, but I don't want to really cripple this guy. Just but have fun, just have fun. Schedule 35 is a Canadian-based startup that ships across Canada and the United States whose mission is to educate and enrich lives with a deeper meaning and a better sense of self through microdose and psilocybin products. Schedule 35 is the first nationwide trusted brand that makes microdosing accessible and simple to do. Schedule 35 provides a large amount and range of resources to help customers learn and understand the effects of this plant medicine. Through this approach, Schedule 35 has garnered a powerful online social media presence working with many top celebrities, influencers, and creative all across Canada and the United States, along with notable mentions and publication. Schedule 35 is the most trusted and popular microdosing source in North America. An emerging market and movement around psilocybin is proven to help with mental health, PTSD, anxiety, depression. Studies have shown that psilocybin works to create new neural networks in the brain, which help boost focus and creativity, mood enhancement, and help fight addiction. Baby, that's me. All products come with the guy that makes microdosing easy to understand. All customers will need to be age verified. Once age verified, they will receive an invite code. For all their products and to get an invite code, visit www.schedule35.co. Get 15% off with code HOTBOXING at schedule35.co. Again, that's 15% off at schedule35.co. And use the code HOTBOXING. Start living a life with deeper meaning, more joy, and self-understanding today, baby. It's all today. Hello, everybody. This is another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Mike Tyson, and this is my co-host, Mr. Bass. What's up? And we got here the um, very prominent actor, Mr. David Spade. David. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Very nice to see you. Oh, man. Nice to be here. Hey, David, how you doing today, man? What's up? I'm doing good. I was noticing, Mike, that we're probably, I'm probably way older than you, but... How old are you? I'm 56 coming up. Holy shit. Um, I am 57, so... Uh, same age. Don't, not like you, my big, minty. No, we're not that bad. <laughs> I saw you had a little gray coming in, and uh, I got the same sitch. I think the, the salt is overtaking the pepper in my beard, and... Uh, I haven't had a beard in a while. Now it's coming in. I'm a little nervous that it's too salty. Well, you look beautiful, trust me. Thank you, buddy. You're making it work. You're good. Making it work. It's okay? Yeah, smooth. Look at you. You're young. You go to tell me about. Tell me about Fly on the Wall. Fly on the Wall. Fly on the Wall is a uh, podcast I do. Ayo, it's sort of like jury duty. Um, <laughs> you know, you have to do a podcast if you're a comedian. It's sort of over COVID. It, it was really the only fans for comedians. We all turned <laughs> to doing a podcast. And... Uh, it's with Dana Carvey, you might remember from the old SNL, who was one of the greats. And we would go to dinners. 
and bullshit, maybe like you guys do about sports and stuff. We just talk about SNL and comedy, and and then when our friends would come to dinner, they would usually have some SNL stories. So we wound up just putting one together so we could talk about the old days. So it's a cast member, or we have a writer, we have whoever on, and uh, some. Is this my hair? What's happening? No way. It's some dog hair somewhere around here. Yeah. Who's playing with the dog? <laughs> So that's it. So we do that once a week, and uh, that wears me out. It's a full hour. That's pretty cool. Did you <laughs> choose the guest? We do. We, we're usually choosing someone that we've um, worked with, that we know. You know, we, it's like a host. Or I think By any chance, who did you um, have on your show? We had, uh, I think we started with, like, your Tina Fey's, Tom Hanks. Wow. Um, Fallon's coming up, uh, wow. Sandler. You know, all the basic ones you know. Uh, Molly Shannon is this week. Oh, and oh. so we've done about 25 of those, and uh, we air them once a week. It's been pretty fun. That's awesome. That's Uh-oh, awesome. here we go. You making some moves? Some <laughs> moves. Have you heard the story? I'll tell you again. Then we have Molly. We have Sherry O'Terry. We have, you know, a lot of the people, some of the writers from the old days that went on to do, you know, Simpsons, Letterman, mm-hmm. all different shows. So it's actually a blast. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of Yeah, fun. you would know most of the people. Some behind-the-scenes stories about the sketches, old ones uh, that people have been in, uh, their favorites, that kind of shit. Who's been your favorite so far, interview? You know, it's kind of a t- tough one because uh, the ones I'm the closest with, my friends, are, are a little easier to kind of bullshit with, but mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear from anybody, you know. The newer ones I don't know as well, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, you sort of watch the show. We find people watch it when they're like, Grade school, high school, a little bit of college. And that's the pocket they know. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's... When I grew up, it was, you know, the Bill Murray and all that shit. And you probably remember that when you were growing up, the SNL cast you like. So we talked to Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris and those guys. Those guys are Bellucci. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. And and then we did a couple of those people. And then, I don't know, and then some of the newer cast members uh, coming up. And John Mulaney, I think, is next week. And... He's a couple years back, but we mix it up. Yeah, and some writers find out who wrote the funniest sketches, who did this, who did that. That's fire, that's fire. So before we even continue this interview, I think Mike has a present to Oh, that's nice. Oh, man, this is so cool. <laughs> Mike, I know someone saw you at Bloomingdale's the other day. Were you buying stuff for me? Well, um, <laughs> there were some things. All right, let's see what we got here. Oh, this is some good stuff. This is very nice. Okay. You can get all this stuff at hotboxing.store. What do you think this is? I don't know, but something. Else. <laughs> I don't know. Just a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. I'll go out of there. Hi. Get yourself a hoodie at hotboxing.store. Did you give me a hoodie and shit? Look at that. This is like when the girls on Instagram open stuff. <laughs> I'm not as good at it, obviously. Yeah, they open. Oh my God. Look at yeah. this. Look at that. That's cool. That is pretty cool. Soft, right? Is it an XS? Okay. I'm going to get another one. Don't go away. Okay. Wow, they're very generous today. Look at Mike, like crazy. And the Malka. The Malka brand. Wear that when I hit the bag. And this stuff, you'll see. It's a couple test tubes. We're going to find out what's in those. Feels like it's weed related. A little bit of morphine. A little morphine. Yeah, I went to this this, uh, weed store on uh, Yucca, which might be the most terrifying street in America. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you know where Yucca is down there. I don't know if it makes you nervous. It makes me nervous. I don't even go to the 7-Eleven there. And so someone goes, go to the weed store there. It might have been Kimmel. Kimmel told me once, you got to go to this weed store because my neck's screwed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why 
you can tell it's still messed up. Mike, you could beat me up at this point because I just can't move like I used to. Hang so in the club, it gets worse. It gets, <laughs> it gets worse, is that it? I think I need some peanuts and weed. That's what you're doing. It's working. So I go to this weed kind store. Of, I ain't time. Oh. Uh-oh. We kind of the, um, partake. No, no, I'm going to watch, though. Okay, okay, I'm just offering. I know, but that was very nice of you to offer. Thank you. I just get scared. I get drug tested a lot. Oh, man. I know, they try to fuck me. Yeah. Um, so I go to this weed store, and the, and the kid was... He didn't want to help me. He didn't know what's going on. He's all fucked up. You know kids these days, they don't want to work. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're, you're giving me anxiety. And I go, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just asking, like, what kind of weed pen do they have? And he goes, I don't know. You're stressing me out. And I go, what? well, I got bad news, kid. I have been stressed since the day I was born till right now. <laughs> I mean, this is life. And right. everyone wants to quit their job and not do anything. Get I go, me out, man. it's a fucking tough world out there. So uh, anyway, then the owner comes out. You know when the owner wants to meet you? He goes, hey, Mr. Spade, let's take care of you. Hey, Jimmy, get him some fentanyl crab cakes and, uh, you know, maybe some PCP candy corns. And I'm like, I don't think I need to go that far. I think I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm new. Is, I used to yeah. smoke weed in high school and then mostly sticks and stems, nothing too crazy, you know. Get a little buzz, it's all shitty. Rogue doctor. <laughs> Rogue doctor. I miss, I miss the Dr. Feelgoods of the old days. They, yeah. I, oh, I used man. to have a few of those. I guarantee you did. And... You just call them up and they go, what do you need? You know what? One guy actually turned the prescription pad and goes, just tell me what you're looking for. And I go, oh, here we go. How about this? That was the good old days. And now they ask what's wrong. It's a fucking hassle. Because I can't think of what's wrong compared to what I need. So it's too quick, you know. I go, I'm going to come back. And then I come back and I go, oh, I'm coughing. I need codeine cough syrup. And the guy's like, hmm. All right, we're not going to give you the good kind. One time I actually had bronchitis. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever, oh, bronchitis. Anyway, I had everything wrong with me. And pneumonia. And the guy go, can you give me that good cough syrup, you know? Be a pal. And he goes, well, they don't like to give it, give it away for anybody. I go, I'm the worst fucking case scenario. I have, but I have everything wrong with me. Who are you saving it for? He goes, oh, they don't like it. We just hand it out. I go, I have pneumonia, dude. I'm dying. <laughs> just give me a fucking breather so for two days I feel okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, they save that for the... So I don't know what they're saving it for. But uh, we'll talk after. Maybe we can figure it out. Because all my doctors dried up. Go ahead. So, speaking of a life. When people see you, they say Joe fucking dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do say Joe fucking dirt. I get Joe Dierte maybe every day. I have to say for sure every day someone says it. You knocked the fucking mullet. Oh, man. It was legendary. I appreciate it. I love Joe Dirt. It was a lot of fun uh, to do. You never know if those movies are going to hit, you know? Yeah. You just write it. And it's it was pretty weird to do back then and the look. and uh, But then it kind of caught on, and uh, I love it. I mean, there's a couple movies I've done that people remember, and, you know, it's not a high slugging percentage, but there's a couple there that, uh, you know, it's tough, tough to do a movie. It starts out funny. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. But if you get a couple that work, you're lucky. You were in some decent movies. I just Did you do one hangover or two hangovers? I did two hangovers. I just did a movie in New York with Sean Penn. Oh, I love it. And I did a movie in Columbia. Yeah, Columbia. Columbia, Jesus. Wow. That's awesome. You didn't go, did you? No, I did not go. Ooh, sat I'll, that one out? I was at football practice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish you did. Uh, what's Columbia like these days? I haven't been um, there ever. Um, 
Ooh, in God's land, it's beautiful. Yeah. Evangelic is nothing flawless. You, uh, you get noticed everywhere. You're pretty recognizable. You okay with that? I have no choice. Yeah, you're right. It's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, people ask me. They sort of know me. I realize one day it doesn't mean they like me, but they do know me. So if they go, one, one time I heard someone go, hey, and then I, I go, hey, and then I go, I, this guy's a fucking idiot. And I go, oh. So it doesn't mean they're all fans, but they do know that's you from somewhere. They usually go, are you from something? And I go, yeah, that's me. Because I'm going to drop my berries. Do you want me to help you with those berries? <laughs> he keeps going. No, you always tell me to put the fucking little, mic right here. Yeah. I can't do nothing with the fucking mic. I'm handicapped. Mike, they're fucking, fucking you over here. Mike, no, they got to give you a little table it? right hey, here. Um, you, hey, listen. Listen, I walk in, I talk. They're to the quiet, man. They're fucking over <laughs> They are stopping the Berry Express. <laughs> I walk in, I'm the only one on your team. I'm looking around going, there's 85 people here. What's, what's going on? You need a little table here that's not on the mic side. We'll do that. We'll you know what? We'll go to a commercial. We'll come back. You need a little hummingbird feeder. <laughs> just blueberry? Yeah. Just smash blueberry. <laughs> the blueberry uh, smasher. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now, you did you ever do SNL? You ever do Saturday Night Live? You ever do a little bit on there? Anything? No, I think I must have sat there. Is oh, you just went over there and watched yeah. it? No, I sat on the stage with um, the performance. Right oh, okay. Performance. I sat there. Inched your way in? Well, you're enough of a presence. I don't think they need you to do too much. And you did something on Kimmel tonight? Just, I just finished it. Yeah, just yeah. Now, yeah. Was it funny? You did some joke or something? It could be taken as fun. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go to the phones. <laughs> so let's talk about your journey. So, like, growing up, did you yes. know you wanted to get in this? Or, like, or how did you know? Yeah, I didn't. You know? I was a little uh, skateboarder. I lived in Arizona. I lived in Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. You ever been out there? I lived out there. Oh, you did? Really nice out there. I love I love Arizona. Paradise Valley. I live there. Oh, PV. Oh yeah, that's a nice area. It's rich. Can't hide the money. Mike has rich friends. Can't hide the money. Yes, remember the friends are rich. <laughs> uh, you do fine, I've heard. Uh, but you know where I'm wasting my money? I got one of those stripper money guns that sprays hundreds. Oh. I just take it out of the store. Yeah, I gotta just really not bring that everywhere. Oh, so you're like, going hard then. I go to 7-Eleven, oh. and I go, oh, I just want some gum. I don't know, but well, you can keep it. Just make it rain real quick. I make it rain wherever we go. <laughs> so I grew up there, skateboarded the empty pools, empty pipes. Uh, never thought about getting into comedy. Mm -hmm. Just always liked, you know, the old movies, Meatballs, Animal House, all the shit. It's a little young for you. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a little old for you, mm -hmm. but you probably saw some of them. 48 Hours. Mike knows. These old movies we grew up on, Blues Brothers, whatever funny shit was out there. And loved Eddie Murphy, liked all, just watching comedians. Mm -hmm. Never cross one. It was too good. I would never even think I could do anything like it. And then... You know what balls it takes to get up there in front of those people and try to make them laugh? Yeah. <sighs> it does. And I like balls. Big ones? Mm, doesn't matter. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I, yeah, so Mike knows. So I tried like these talent shows in high school. Just because, you know, everyone's playing football like, mm -hmm. like this dude and uh, or they're in the ring like you. So it's either, if I'm not doing those two things, not much left. No one's fawning over uh, skateboarding. It wasn't a real panty dropper back then. So I was, didn't know Did what to do. you have Jesus, skateboarder? Jesus. Uh, I've heard of Jesus separately, but I've, uh, there's a skateboarder named Jesus. I don't know. There's probably, is there a good yeah, one? Yeah, he, he went Is he like a pro he, skater? He, yeah, he, not really. He went off the ramp and he grabbed the skateboard and did the Jesus sign. Is this, is this, this yeah. is probably a real story. Yeah. Huh? yeah I watched it. 
Oh, he did? That sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Well, uh, wasn't that good and got older, did some talent shows. Mm -hmm. And then everyone went to college and I stayed in town. So I tried to, uh, I don't know why I went to a comedy club and then I thought it was cool and I just said I should try this and just liked it. So I just kept doing it. And then it, it, it took forever to catch on. But it, yeah. you know, once you like it, you know. Was there I wasn't the best one for sure. I wasn't that good. But, you know, I liked it. So I just kept doing it. You're probably more natural at yours. You also. I was actually pretty naturally, like, light on my feet. Mm -hmm. But like anything, if you think you're good or could be good, there's just so much more you have to learn how to do to do it right. For sure. I'm sure to be a pro player is just so hard. And there's a lot of guys. I see guys in the combine. They all look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go, yeah. this guy's ripped. He looks great. He can run fast. He caught, he caught a few I saw. But you have to have a good eye to go, okay, what's really good? And it just took a long, long time to get to get better at stand-up. And then you go into acting, and I don't even know how to do that. So yeah. same problem. You got to start over just learning and going to class. And then uh, it gets easier as you go along. I was curious, who was your mentors along the way? You know, usually I feel like comedians yeah. have, like, guys that kind of keep them hip to game, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because in Arizona, no one does stand-up. There was, like, no... There's no stand-up scene. There's mm -hmm. nothing. So they have a few comedy nights at a sports club, you know, on a Tuesday just to get a few more people in. They go, hey, throw up a stage. It's cheap. Mm -hmm. And then you try to bring your friends. And we did that. I know what's ahead. I could feel the future. From a producer of Top Gun Maverick and based on the award-winning novels by Isaac Asimov comes the next Apple TV Plus streaming event. Empire and our foundation headed for war. This could change everything. The Foundation is a threat to my empire. We will destroy them. We are taking the planet! Foundation, the new season, streaming July 14th, only on Apple TV+. And then it's just a bunch of sort of misfits. We did it. Mm -hmm. And then when I got older, I got a little... I started watching comics and coming to the improv in the comedy store here. Mm. And once I got in there, I started doing a little more. And uh, then I clicked with a few people. But I watched Kevin Nealon. Mm -hmm. What, gave you, the bug? what gave you the bug, though? Uh, the bug. What did you see it? Hey, oh, I think that? my first time. First time I did it, I was uh, I was shitty, you know, but I just, mm -hmm. I kind of like memorized a few jokes I wrote. And then I said something in between to myself about how it didn't work. Yeah. And I do the next joke. Mm -hmm. And then when I got off, the manager goes, uh, you can come on again if you want next time. I didn't know it was like very easy. They just want anyone to come. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I go, really? Like I was so good. He goes, I go, how was it? He goes, well, your jokes are shitty, but um, <laughs> he goes, what you said in between them was actually funnier. And then he walked away and I was like, and that was my whole style. Literally sums up my whole career because all these movies, I wind up commenting on what's going on or sometimes my stand-up, the joke I say after the joke is actually better. And these throwaway jokes and shit are valuable in yeah. movies and in stand-up. So that sort of summed it up. And then I, I got the bug then because I go, that was kind of fun. I bet I could do it better. And then I forgot about school. I, I dropped out of Arizona State because I said, I I know what I want to do even though I'm not making any money. I just know yeah. what I want. So I quit prematurely. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So among those people that you did meet, was Adam one of them? That's how you and Adam Sandler, you know, uh, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but we 
I moved out to LA. Hey, to... let's not do that. Yeah. Hey, hey, what are you doing, man? No, I'm not doing that. He said he met. He said he met a few people. It's not, it's maybe that was him. It's something he had about four months. It's uh, not that big. I I finally moved to LA, <laughs> and uh, and then I met Sandler, and I met Schneider, and I met a couple others. Judd Apatow, guys you know now, other guys, but you don't know them all. And then we all started doing the improvs, you know, mm. and hanging out, and, and I would get baked a little bit back then. But I uh, keep tying it back into the show, and um, <laughs> and uh, don't worry, I'm not some nerd. I'm not gonna narc. <laughs> the cops are coming, uh, and then I'm wired. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun for both of you. Bluechew.com to the rescue. Bluetooth is a unique online service that can deliver the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, but in chewable forms. And that's at a fraction of the cost. Bluetooth tablets help men achieve harder and stronger erections. Men combat all forms of ED. Because Bluetooth is an online prescription service. There are no visits to the doctor office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line in the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew tablets are chewable. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners try Blue Chew free. Yes, I said free. When you use the promo Hot Boxing, at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, promote code HOTBOXING to receive your first month free. But Sandler was great, everyone was pretty funny back then, and then we got on Saturday Night Live, like me and Schneider together, Sandler six months later, yeah. met Farley there, met Rock there. Okay. And so then we had like a run of all of us, not knowing what we're doing, but trying to be Funny, and then wound up having like lifelong friends, you know. What is that like with um? As a, as a tribe, yeah, you have that nucleus <clears throat> that you made within yourself, yeah, and then boom, folly no longer around. Yeah, it was more, you know, we we were all pretty good at that point, and then we had like a little little um group that we got to hang out with because you know Dana, who we were talking about, was there. Kevin Neal was there. Dennis Miller, Lovitz. Some great people. I saw Lovitz last night. Oh, you did? I saw, I saw Lovitz this week, too. Oh, He's pretty night. funny. Where'd you see him? What restaurant? Um, I forgot the name of Meals, but we were there um, We were there um, celebrating Paulie Herman's life. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I went to see uh, Bud Friedman, who runs the improv. Uh, he turned 90, I think. He's a beautiful uh, guy. So I went there last night with Neil and Jay Leno. A bunch of us went in to do a set for him and just thank him and... He's always a cool guy. He's always cool. Bud Friedman. Yeah, he was very cool. The improv was, was the one that let me in. The comedy store didn't let me in. Mm -hmm. Louis Anderson helped me get in the comedy store. It didn't work. Uh, I wasn't good enough, but he helped. He tried. And then um, these other guys got me in the improv. And, He's another uh, good guy, Louis. Louis was a good guy, yeah. 
he was a funny dude too. Very sweet. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Sweet, he was a sweet guy. Yeah, not a mean bone. Uh, Very cool. Guy. And, uh, you know, so just chugging along, trying to keep the balls in the air career-wise. You know, you do okay for a while. It's tougher years and you start, but you just got to keep hammering at all sides. Absolutely, and, I agree. You know, with you and just keep at it. It's hard to keep it going for years, you know. Sandler's like uh, an anomaly, just keeps crushing it. I'm thinking about Tom Cruise. Yeah, he, I just saw Top Gun. He's a monster. Beast. Monster. Fucking bad motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. You saw that movie, right? It's I, great. I ain't seen it yet. Just the oh, fact you'll that like it. number one and he's yeah. fucking yep. he's doing this for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, yeah. everyone I talk to say it's fire. Yeah, it's good. He looks good in it. He's good in it. It's well written. It's put together well. It's just like exactly kind of like a fun summer movie that you want. Don't take Mike's berries. Um, Don't do that. I know he was making a move. I thought. Uh, so I'll rip uh, your wine go off. <laughs> <laughs> what, what accent is that, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> Jamaican, some shit, nigga. Ah, shit. <laughs> I love the accent. I, just can't I do like the accent. I'm like, mate. I, I remember that. That's what's gonna be like. It's like a mixture of like. I'm not sure of the weed and a couple <laughs> of berries yeah, and some Jamaican shit and some way, way Scottish, you know, mess my chat kind of talk. Yeah. <laughs> you hit me in the chat. <laughs> Is there a bowl of shrooms I'm not seeing? Oh. Uh, Do you guys have any shrooms in that box? Is that I ordered some shrooms today, but it didn't get back. We'll get some later. The cool thing about Mike is when you're number one at something, it's very hard to be number one at something, number one boxer in the world. So it's always interesting to meet someone like you that's the best at something. Tony Hawk was the best skater when mm -hmm. I used to hang out. I was trying to get him on this too. You're on there. He'll probably do it. He, I'm sure that he loves you. Uh, Tiger Woods, I did a quick round of golf with him for a show. How's that? That was pretty cool. Um, you know, he was going to give lessons, kind of, kind of a thing for a show he was doing. Mm -hmm. So they go, do you want to do it? Of course. You know, I golf. I love, uh, I don't know him, but I thought it'd be fun. So he taught Dwayne Wade, Jada Pinkett, and me all in one day. He, but he gave us each like three to four hours, and it was boiling hot out. He was very <laughs> tough. His back was bad already. This is the day before the accident. So he hadn't gotten in that accident yet. Oh, wow. So we did the last one, and I didn't beat him up too bad. I was like, dude, just take me around. I know you're tired, and it's cool you're doing this. And... He gave me some uh, pointers. We fucked around. And then at the end, he was taken off. I go, you want to eat? He goes, no, I'm going to crash. No, I'm kidding. He said, uh, he said um, he's taken off. And then the next day, I heard he got in an accident. He's the practicing on this. And when I, I'm practicing on you. That's right. Uh, and then I, I heard about that, and they showed a picture of the car, and it was so scary to go, oh, there's no way he got through that one. And I didn't know if he'd ever golf. And... Long story short, he's already better than me again. And that was kind of infuriating because he couldn't golf at all. And then immediately he's way better. Because I golf pretty good. I'm in the middle. I, but I've, I've realized my theory is he's one second better than me. Hear me out. So I can pull up to the cart like he did. I can practice swing like he does, about the same. We're both about the same. Put the tee down, look, feel for the wind, hit my cleats practice, wiggle. It's that one second where you swing and hit it is where he jumps ahead. <laughs> but the rest of it, I have it nailed. And then I look, Listen, see what um, went. He broke his ankle or something, still oh. won a tournament. 
I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Ankle. It's like, <laughs> yeah. he said, gonna, the guy, the, the, the caddy said, hey, let's just call it a day. He said, fuck you, I'm winning this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had yeah, the morphine said, drift, they're dragging along with him like an you, IV. I'm winning this. Yeah, he was, he was he a won. fucking stud. Yeah, I mean, different. it just showed me what a colossal pussy I am because <laughs> I will quit golfing for almost any reason if I get bit by a mosquito, anything. I just, like, I'm out for the day. And then he's out there, both feet were crushed, legs crushed. Mm. And he's out there going, hey, let's do it. So, got a lot animal. of respect for that guy. Animal. It's awesome, yeah. man. Great. You know it. It's an animal. So, let's talk about comedy nowadays. Sure. I know it's definitely a different time. Yeah. How do you navigate that as being a comedian with, obviously, cancel culture and all those things? It's a tough um, drill to... Uh, I'm not really the kind that starts a lot of shit, you know, in my stand-up. Uh, but yeah, I think you had Bill Burr on here. I think he's great. Uh, Bill's a cool dude, and he pushes stuff. He offends people. And that was really the idea when I got into it. You want to push it a little bit. You want to get people laughing. You want to hit them with the element of surprise. I like that guy. Yeah, Bill's a cool dude. I really and, like um, that guy. You know, Chappelle's great, Rock. Yeah. All these guys, everyone out there is doing stuff, and you want to... That was the old goal. Mm -hmm. Get people... You know, the, the safety of a comedy club... You want them to laugh at shit that's weird or different or really they go, what the fuck is this guy talking? You know, that's fun. And even if people offend me, I go, or I don't think it's funny. I go, well, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm not going to try to stop them. It's like, do whatever you want. I don't think that's that funny, but but keep pushing. Keep doing it. That's the whole idea. And then when people want to come in and stop it, we're not even just say don't do it, but like ruin your life. It's very hard for me to understand that people would want to do that to other people. And uh, I know you get offended. I know you're hurt or whatever. But really taking people down, there's some thirst for it. It's and it's hard because people have families and lives. And and in the comedy world, you're really ultimately, there's no malice behind it. You're just trying to get a laugh. You're just so if you're saying something, it doesn't mean you even mean it. Mm. You're not like screaming it at a protest. I, and this is what I really believe. It's like, hey, I'm saying this because you don't think I'll say it. And it's funny. And then we all laugh. And half the shit I, I make fun of people and I like them. But I do a few jokes and I move on and then I meet them and I go, oh, right, did I say some shit? That happens to rock all the time, too. We would laugh about how we go. We'd see someone and go, have you done anything about that? Have I done? No? All right, let's go over there. What do you think about that um, incident with him and Will? Oh, yeah, when he got the slap. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was just watching uh, Heather. <laughs> we were watching this uh, Kate Middleton. Again. Kate, you know, the... Uh, the Royal. The, the uh, Jubilee or whatever they had the other day. Hey, hey stop. What happened? Oh, with the Royal family. Yeah, the yeah. Royal family. I'm, 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 this is going to tie in together. Watch this. So her kid is like three, is being kind of a dick, you know, making faces and telling her to shut up and everything. And I thought it would help Chris so much if she slapped the kid. <laughs> because on national TV, that would be the slapper around the world and it would take... And his would be second now. Because his is the one that everyone kind of remembers, but he would love to get that off the books. Just have Kate go, even backhand I'd be fine with. And just, you know, just rock him a little bit. But Will looks so sophisticated. No, the kid. I want Kate to hit the kid. That's what I, I mean, in my, listen, this is a fictitious scenario that I wish would have happened, but it didn't. And uh, so it's back to Rock and Will Smith. So um, Rock, I think, was probably uh, shocked. Yeah. thinking Will was going up to do a joke or something, mm -hmm. or to like, hey, not my wife, you know, whatever. Yeah. You definitely don't think the guy's coming up to hit you. And uh, mm -mm. and he's been very quiet about it, which I like. Uh, I don't, Shit, Rock's getting ready to turn into marble. 
Yeah. 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 He's some mom. He got some lawsuits coming up, don't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I and, don't. I don't think he wants to be feel like you're ratting someone out. He doesn't though. have to sue. Well, he can sue the um, the organization for not protecting Academy. him. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't seem to do a whole hell of a lot about it. I mean. I, I had heard they went up and asked Will Smith if he wanted to leave, and he said no. And they said, okay. I go, hey, what arrest do they ask you? No one wants to get in the police car. So I think they said, hey, I think they want you to take off. And he goes, no, I'm good. And they go, okay. And I'm like, right there is a problem. Because anywhere else you hit someone, even if you're on The Bachelor and you hit someone, I'm sure they yank you off the island, you know? So there's definitely something happens. So uh, I don't know. I think it was, uh, it's troubling because I think they're friends. And I think Will has a, people, my friends think it was set up. Hey, but but it's, it, Will's not going to ruin his career for a joke that never paid off, you know. It's just beautiful that it's over and we can laugh about it. There was a guy that looked like you that hit somebody on a plane. By the way, <laughs> I, I, it wasn't me. It was guy. not you, I and I know no one's going to rat you out. What about the Gucci flip flop video? <laughs> yeah, Mike, let's, let's not that. get to the good stuff yeah. yet. Bad body, uh, bad jumping bad. ahead. All right, funny story about performing at no alcohol casino. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did get robbed. You know, what? it's dangerous out there in uh, L.A., Mike. Oh, well, I saw something about here about house being broken. Something yeah, to yeah, that yeah. Effect. All right. I. I am in um, Phoenix. There's some house robbing motherfuckers. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm terrified. Yeah, I, every day I walked on the street. Uh, that's where Joder came from. I mean, the guys walking on the street with their with their shirt off, the long hair, and their shirt in their back pocket. Scott Steele walking on Scott Steele. Yeah, carrying a shit. gas can. I see guys going like that into banks. Everyone trying to get a job, and you go, "You don't have your shirt on." They go. Well, they know I'll put it on if I get the job. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So, <laughs> but they audition without it. So anyway, Mike, I yes, was, did. well, I had a break in a long time ago. I should have had you sleep over that night because I really had some problems. And I had, I have a gun, obviously. Uh, I mean, not obviously. By any chance, huh? were you permitted to shoot them and get away with it? And you know, the, the hard thing, and this goes back to the Chris Rock thing. You don't want something, if you're a comedian, where you're in front of a live audience all the time, for them to yell out. And I was thinking, if someone broke into your house mm. and you legally had to do something about it, or if someone got shot or something, that's at the top of your resume now. And so wherever you go, you get asked about, that kind of screws up your anonymous comedian life of just doing jokes. Like Rock, we went to the fucking comedy cellar in New York about a month ago, and we blah, 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 we go in, and... Uh, I go up first, just we're like a surprise, you know, I go on, then he comes on. First thing when he walks out, we're not going to hit you, Rock. And then immediately it's weird. He has to address it, and then he has to get back into his act. And people yell at the whole time, and that's, that's a tough thing to deal with. But who cares about him? Me, I um, got broken into, which is the real sob story. So someone came in, stole my safe, mm -hmm. and then uh, and the cops go. I was at the comedy store. And they go, oh, you just missed him by 10 minutes. And I go, good. <laughs> what the fuck do you think I am, John Wick? I'm gonna, I go, I have five guys with guns in my house. I'm like, okay, guys, fun's over. If you, if, you, if you shoot this man in the back, if you shoot someone that's burglarizing your house in the back while he's killing your wife and choking your wife, you're oh, going you're to trouble? jail. Oh, oh, it's got to be, the bullet hole's got to come in the front, yeah. Yeah, oh. That's in California, right? Everywhere, I think. No, I think in the, in the back of, shot is... 
yeah. trouble in court no matter where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, even no if matter. they're in your house in the back. Oh, but I mean, sometimes they go like that. You in the front and shoot the guy. You can't even shoot him in the back. Yeah. He'd be robbing your house, kicking your woman in the head. You, you got to run yeah. in front of him. <laughs> you either have to ricochet it, which is tougher, or because sometimes when I'm getting shot at, I just try to dodge it like the Matrix, mm -hmm. and it looks like it's going to go in the back. And then, but they still saw it coming. So there's a lot of, I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I, the first time I got broken into, the guy was there and we got into a fight. But this time, I missed it. Thank God, Lord, Savior. And, uh, oh yeah, so the cops go, hey, they interview me, but the dumbest questions are like, what, was there, was it safe, open or closed? I go, I think it was closed. Um, because if it was open, I think they would take the stuff out. Unless it was leg day, they wanted to go up and down the stairs. Yeah. So Sometimes. then he goes, was there anything valuable in there? I go, oh, just some Cheesecake Factory menus. I mean, <laughs> what, what does he, what, what's he think is the safe? I couldn't tell him everything was in the safe because there's a lot of cool shit in there actually and i horrified that it got stolen. And then he said, do you have any friends that need money or are down on their luck? I go, do you want my whole phone Contact list? I mean, it's literally everyone I know. Because um, <laughs> none of my friends have jobs. And then he goes, maybe it's karma. Now he's really reaching. What? <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, maybe you did something bad. Now something bad's happening to you. Maybe we should stay out of it. I go, no, stay in it. Stay in it. <laughs> and then he goes, all right, let us know. I go, well, you know what? <laughs> you let me know when you catch him. They're like, oh, you think we're going to catch him? That's funny. But... um. They go, should we just catch him to let him out again? I'm like, yeah, I know, whatever. Just take this fucking safe. So that that case is still pending. Wow. But if you see it, anybody here, say something. And you asked about Gucci flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> I did do a video for a bad baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got a little feud online, which is kind of hilarious. I don't know. Look at bad baby. Because you got in a little feud. Fuck. We got in a little argument about. I, I put a picture of her, uh -huh. and stupidly. That bad baby right there. That's me and her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You don't catch me outside. Catch me outside, that? girl. How about that? That girl. Mike, what you the know. fuck? Okay, what happened? <laughs> so why'd you guys get in a feud? Well, she was on. Jerking off in the sock. Huh? That's a good. That's not exactly what she says, but... She did say jerking off in the Something sock. like that. Michael. <laughs> Wait, what? Michael, play it don't back. change it. Play it that back. was me again, you see me? Uh, play it that back. No, she says Gucci flip-flop. Jerking off in the sock. Is that a little Yachty in the video? Oh, yeah. Damn, she got David Spade and a little Yachty? Yeah, we're all fucking tight. Wait. Jerking off in the clock. It was jerking off. You're right. I'm sorry. I jerking off to the clock. Yeah, that's not. Hit <laughs> that one more time. I'm jerking. <laughs> I'm getting a deal, motherfucker. Jerking off to the clock. All right. Hey. Don't aim it over here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it makes I'm sense. Jerking off to the clock. <laughs> okay, so. Whoa, why your assistant kick your ass? That's when I got broken into the first time. That was your assistant? Yeah, that was the big goosebumps ending of that one. I wasn't going to tell that story because it's too horrifying, but he broke Let's in, he got all coked your, up. Your sister, right? Yeah, and he was bigger. He was like 6'2", 300, and he was, uh, but he went and did a bag of cola, and he never done it before, and he got all gacked out. He By just, any chance, do you, you have a, um, a weapon permit? I had a uh, permit. Mm. I do have a weapon. <laughs> no, I think I do. I think I bought it uh, out of a reputable trunk. Um, so I got, I have a 12 gauge, had forever, and uh, it was under my bed, but he knew it was under my bed. 
because he worked with me. So he, you know, and he was like the nicest guy in the world. He just kind of flipped out when I broke in, beat me up, stun gun me. I used to know fun. this. Yeah. Mr. Spade. It's the best part of the story. Go ahead. Drugs. Drugs um, let the real people come out who they really are. Yeah, that's actually possible because I think he had some hidden resentment uh, toward me because... For uh, your money, right? For yeah. Your money. It me, happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. I got a couple beans in my jeans, yeah. Family members pissed And he off. wanted to come. Uh, I think it was, I think, allegedly, uh, murder-suicide. I think he wanted to take me out and take himself out because he was in a weird, bad headspace. I don't know if he is today. I don't think he is. I'm the man that took out Davis. Yeah, but that doesn't help if you kill yourself right after. I mean, he should, you know, take a few victory laps. Listen, um, <laughs> put a Mike Tyson in the baseline Uh-oh. killer. The base. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I've been interviewed by a serial killer. Oh, you were? Yeah, oh. he's a phoenix in baseline. Do you remember the baseline shooter? Oh, in Phoenix? Yeah. How's that, Mike? I don't know. He's a boxer with poor promoter. Baseline is in Tempe, I think. Yeah, he's in Tempe. Baseline. Yeah. He's a baseline shooter. He was a he was a um a boxing writer. And he interviews me. All right, we're scrolling. I have a question while we're waiting. Yeah. You know, when you do these exhibition fights, Mike, yeah. which you do sometimes. Yes. You really have to beat the shit out of these guys. And I'm just as a fan, I think Mike is great. And sometimes these guys get away with talking too much and everyone loves you so much. You just, and I don't mind Jake Paul. These guys are all fine. They're all cool guys, fine. But when you get in the ring, you got to let them know who's boss. So don't play with them. This is just me and you talking. We're buddies. Nobody's hearing that. No one's hearing this. But I'm saying, because you're so strong and so good, that's what everyone loves to see. Because you are tough as fuck. I agree, I agree, I And I know, and you you might. And sometimes you might want to just go, Listen, you're too lethal to do that to somebody. So you just go, I'll win, but I don't want to really cripple this guy. Just but, have fun. Just have fun. I agree. see this guy pulled a gun out on me. Oh, fucking shit. Yeah, let's see this. Oh. Yeah. Motherfucker. That was crazy. Fucking with me all the time. I'm a good person. No, you're a good guy. Oh, this is a great ad. Oh. Even the ad has violence. Oh, I do like this. I think I remember this. Watch this. He stepped right in front of the comedian while he was performing. Check this shit out. When he pushed him, watch this. Oh, he pulled it out. Show, okay. Come on, show the what happened. I love that you don't flinch. Everybody, this guy flinched like a motherfucker. take it off. What was he saying, Mike? They love you and all that shit. That's all the thug needed to hug sometimes. What's going through your mind, Mike? Nothing. I'm not looking at that and see they want to hurt me. Anything. I, I, I've seen people with guns that really want to hurt me, so I know someone who wants to hurt me. Oh, so yeah. That's why you didn't flinch, because you yeah, knew. Yeah, I mean, so you, you could tell know. he was just either sad or confused yeah. or just trying to be, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't have been much talking if he wanted to hurt me. Oh, I get it. All right, let me have some berries before I get out of here. Do you they, care if I take a bite of this? No. Do you want to, um, oh, yeah, Mission in life. Whatever it is that you want these people to know, that you want them to know where you... You can be reached at. You want them to know what you're doing lately. Okay. Okay. David Spade here. I got a podcast kind of like this one. It's called Fly on the Wall with Dana Curry. You can watch that wherever you find that. And then, um, oh, I did a stand-up special on Netflix called Nothing Personal. You can watch it on Netflix. Type in my name. And it's hysterical. Mike, we didn't have time to figure out your 10 favorite parts of my my special. But... (laughs) Maybe next time, and I appreciate you having me on. You're hey, listen, stud. brother, um, everything you do is remarkable. Thank you. You hear that? Remarkable. No, for real, though. Thank you. 
And you, good luck with the Chargers. Because I pronounced that Thank word you. before I got it now. I, didn't, I don't, I don't hear remarkable a lot about me, and I, I like it. Yeah, listen, it took me a long time to be able to pronounce that, so. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate it's that. It's a big okay. one. It gives really me trouble, too. Uh, thank you, Mike. Um, thank you, bud. And we'll, uh, I'll see you next time. And uh, yeah, so you're a stud, dude. Thank you. Nice to see you. Well, there you have Guys, it. Guys, give me a, you know, head, a lead, 10-minute lead to get down and Traffic and then AKA <laughs> Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt! <laughs> there you have Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. I'm going to take my presents and uh, there you have it. That is David Spade. That is Mike Tyson, and this is Hot Boxing. We love you guys. We're out of here. Yo.